if you can latch onto a really experienced and reputable turnkey operator, uh, you're going to really get so much benefit. And then from there, as things develop, uh, you have to be properly set up and know what you're doing, right? So there's just a huge value, I think, I know in the product that we have and offer to our investors. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey everybody, Sarah Larby here and today's guests are the one and only usproperties.ca, Voitek and James. We talk about how to find some really great deals in the Detroit market and how they've been helping a lot of Canadian investors. I know you're going to enjoy today's podcast, but before we do that, Dahlia, what do we need to know from a financing standpoint? Over to you. Hey, Canada. I'm so excited to share some great news with you today. Streetwise Mortgages has expanded its reach to service investors across multiple provinces. This includes Alberta, British Columbia, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Investors in these provinces can now tap into our exclusive financing roadmap methodology. This is the methodology that helped thousands of investors scale up their portfolios beyond what they had initially envisioned. It is a custom financing roadmap that will give you crystal clear clarity on financing to grow and scale and optimize your portfolio. There are eight building blocks that we go through for every investor, including assessing where you are currently, getting clear on your real estate investment goals and what you're looking to achieve, because financing has to enable the achievement of your goals. Then talking about how are we going to align capital sources and where is the money going to come from? What makes sense to use first in terms of money tool and when? You got several money tools available to you as an investor, including equity, private money, joint venture partnerships, commercial financing, A or bank financing and alternative financing, even RSP financing. So what do you use and when is going to play a huge role into the uh, success of your portfolio and building a strong foundation? Number four is maximizing your borrowing power as you scale up. You want the lenders to continue to say yes, and you want to get access to the best cost of money. And if you don't go strategically about that, you will hit something called the financing wall. So in the customized financing roadmap kit, this is a huge building block that we focus on to ensure that you're going to continue to grow. Number five is how to structure your deals. Who's going to be on title? Do you go and put a deal in a personal name or a corporate name? If you have joint ventures, how are you going to structure these deals to ensure that you continue to grow uh, with them? We also answer any questions that you have, and we help you avoid the costly financing and money mistakes investors make, sometimes not even consciously or unintentionally. Uh, we want to make sure that you are aware of what those is as you move forward. And finally, we put this plan into action for you. So if your objective is to acquire 10 properties, 
next year, let's map out, map out financing. And once you hit that goal, then we revisit the financing roadmap, update it to help you take it to the next level. So if you're an investor who's looking to scale up your portfolio or you're an investor with an existing portfolio who's looking to optimize it, or if you're looking for guidance in this environment that we're in, feel free to reach out to myself and my team for a complimentary planning session at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Myself and my team are so excited to support you on your investment journey and to guide you through the times ahead. And we are thrilled to be part of your success. Awesome. Dahlia, thank you so much. Lots of great insights. And guys, again, midterm rental properties, if you are interested in looking at a different strategy, a different rental strategy that is not short-term, that is not long-term, and is that nice medium in between, gain control back of your rental properties, create more cash flow. And, uh, you know, again, it is going to be, I think, the strategy of the future. On that note, guys, if uh, you have any questions or need anything, you can reach out to me. And uh, my email is sarah at sarahlarby.com or at Inspire Beach Resort uh, if you want to check out the resort that we're building or do some retreats or any of that good stuff. Uh, on that note, let's bring in Wojtek and James and talk about the U.S. market, what's happening and uh, what they've been up to and what they're doing from uh, a great, great standpoint of being that turnkey rental property company for many Canadian investors. James Wojtek, welcome back to the show. How are you guys? Great. Awesome, sir. Thank you so much for having us. I like having you because I always like to see what's happening on the other side of the border. And you guys are very well connected to both sides and you have very good points to uh, to talk about both the Canadian markets uh, and well, there's no such thing as the Canadian market, but, you know, just different regions and whatnot uh, and what you're seeing and the U.S. market. So um, for those of you that uh, haven't uh, listened to Wojtek and James before, um, you know, these are my go to folks for. Uh, U.S. properties and, and learning about, uh, you know, how to invest in the U.S. So welcome, guys. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Well, it's awesome to be back, Sarah. You know, we really appreciate it. Just getting out to your listenership and just that explaining um, what we're doing down in the U.S. and helping Canadians really get into the market. Awesome. So um, for those that may not know who you are, just like a quick, let's talk about your company, what you do, how you help Canadians uh, and, and uh, the areas you cover. Let's, let's start there. Sure. I mean, look, we're a, a, you know, a Canadian a turnkey operator, you know, really specializing in mostly Detroit market uh, in Michigan, right? We've been there for five years. Uh, we're a full turnkey outfit, like I said. So everything you would need to go from sort of contemplating doing this through, you know, property selection, construction, property management, uh, corporate structure, getting you set up correctly for taxation, lenders, property, uh, you know, insurance, uh, a bank account, you name it. We have all those amenities either in-house or at our fingertips, right? So, um, you know, on a daily basis, we, we connect with Canadian investors uh, who are looking maybe for some more affordable cash flow. Uh, we give them a, a overview of what we're doing down in Detroit. And, you know, I think, like I said, the fact that we're fully turnkey, there's a lot of value in that for somebody who maybe has been thinking about the U.S. Uh, has found it a little daunting as to where I would go, who would help them with the things that I mentioned, like getting set up correctly at acquisition. So um, for the past six years, you know, we've been doing it, growing, maturing and developing. 
And uh, I think everything that is, is most fine-tuned it's ever been right now. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to be back on the show. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, you mentioned Detroit. Voitech, what mm. areas are you mostly focusing on? Is it still mostly Detroit? Uh, yeah, Northwest Detroit. Um, you know, there's uh, uh, historic districts in Detroit that are there's about 10 of them that are, have been the hottest of, you know, as far as real estate is concerned in the marketplace. Uh, just, you know, just beautiful colonial homes, you know, built in 1930s uh, by, you know, for car company executives. And uh, and we've seen these micro pockets in the U.S. that have seen the most appreciation in the last five years. And, you know, Detroit's been, you know, one of the last markets to recover, um, you know, from the Great Recession from 2008, uh, you know, along, you know, and, and so we've seen a lot of undervalued properties. You know, properties that would be valued at two or three million dollars, uh, you know, in Toronto or Vancouver, uh, that are you know that you can pick up for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, and if you're financing it, you know, you're you're looking at about thirty percent down of that. So, so it's really accessible to to a lot of people looking to get into real estate for the first time, and and also for seasoned investors who are looking to build a large portfolio, um, you know, and we're there to assist them every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So, you know, obviously there's there's rate increases that we're seeing in Canada. I mean, we went from, you know, the lows of the lows in terms of interest rates to, you know, a lot of increases back to back to back to back. And I think, you know, depending on, on when this airs, there's probably one more uh, smaller one maybe in December. All the curve um, inflation, all the money printing that this wonderful, <laughs> not, not so wonderful government created. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. Uh, you know, I don't think 2023 is necessarily going to be, you know, the best year in appreciation per se, but like there's still probably potential for some cash flow depending on, on how it, how it is. But what, what do you guys see in the U S in, in terms of, you know, what, what the rates are doing and how that's actually affected, let's just call it Detroit, your market that you're covering right now. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's definitely been, uh, you know, some investors have been hesitating and, and kind of waiting to see what's going to happen in the future and, and in the immediate term as far as interest rates are concerned. Um, you know, I, I we haven't seen much price, uh, you know, decreases or drops. You know, there's been, you know, certain deals here and there, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think other areas of, uh, you know, you know, we do some operations in Florida as well, and and we've seen like, some of the more expensive assets that they've taken some some dips, absolutely. Um, but it's still, for the most part, the market's still remaining very stable, you know, and and you know, it's it, it is a matter of time before there be some price dips. Like we we do expect them in twenty twenty three, and you know, but with those come comes opportunities, right? You know, these you know our our turnkey, you know, assets and and rental returns get better as the, the prices drop, you know, the, you know, the rents have been so strong that, you know, that, and they've been increasing very quickly in the Detroit marketplace. And so, you know, even a 10% decrease in properties, you know, results in a, in a very big uptick as far as cash flow returns are concerned. Um, so there's been a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I, having said that, you know, we, we are still continuing to see amazing appraisals. I mean, we just had a few clients recently where we were 40% above our sales price and to appraisal, you know, so it's been, it's been incredible. We were, we were surprised to see the numbers, but, but the values seem to be holding really well. And I, I think that in yes. undervalued markets in these lower price markets, I think that the values are actually less affected, you know, 
as a result of interest rates. You know, I think that, you know, the market is comprised of a lot of investors that have bought properties, you know, five, six, seven years ago. And this is where we purchased a majority of our portfolio. And, you know, I don't plan on selling my properties because, you know, 2% interest increase, like, because it's essentially what's happened, like two to 3%, you know, over the last year. Um, and so people are just folding. And, you know, it's, and ultimately though, with these lower value markets too, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar mortgage on your property, okay. So now you may be paying an extra $200 a month, like right. really a reason to sell, right? If you're a homeowner who are affecting, you know, the columns in the area, most of the time the answer is no, right? Like this is not some big tra tragedy similar to 2008 where, you know, absolutely everybody was affected. And it was a massive sell-up. We're not seeing a massive sell-up at this time. We're seeing people holding and waiting to see how the government will react in, you know, in 2023. Now, you're doing a lot of Section 8, I think, right? You're, you're still doing a lot of Section yeah. 8. So do you think that that strategy is going to probably uh, serve you well um, because there's really no jobs to be lost potentially, right? Because this yeah. is like essentially government paying you directly or the investor directly. Um, maybe, maybe just like, let's talk a little bit about section eight and then just sure. like what that could potentially do, you know, if it, like, and I'm sure there's going to be a recession of some sort if we're not already in one yeah, already, uh, but what that does or what that can do, um, to investment portfolios. For sure. Well, it's a huge, uh, you know, security blanket, really a hedge against uncertain times, you know, for us, we found in Detroit, you know, I say to Canadians all the time and, and, and they say to me, you know, what is it that really. Uh, could actually be a risk here, right? And, you know, I think that some of the other operators who have uh, predominantly cash tenants within their portfolio, uh, especially during COVID, really had a very difficult time because people just were not, uh, you know, responsibly paying their rent on time, nor were they being told to by the government, right? You know, us being a Section 8 uh, operator um, and provider for our, for, our, for our investors, you know, there's about 18 million Americans who receive their rent through the form of a voucher. And our property management uh, can can vet and, and screen particular uh, you know potential candidates uh, you know for our homes in the same way they would a cash tenant, right? So we're looking for uh, you know a, a qualified Section Eight tenant who's working in some capacity because they're still paying for the car, you know, the rent, the groceries, the food, uh, the clothing on the kids' back. But the rent comes from you know from the government to the property manager, and we just deposit it into the investor's account every month, right? So it's a huge. Um, guaranteed U.S. federal rent, uh, rental program. Uh, it's been a huge benefit to us. I think we're about 95% of our 500 properties plus that we're managing are, are Section 8. And I think the most important thing is all of our investors get paid out their returns every month. Yeah, I mean, I think in Section 8 is, is you know, it's probably quite different. And maybe we can explain that yeah. um, compared to if the government was to give you like um, somebody that's on Ontario Disability or Ontario right. Works, right? Because maybe yes. talk through that because in Ontario, uh, yes. when that comes directly from the governments to yes. you, the tenants at any point in time, from my understanding is like in Ontario, they can stop that and have it redirected to them. You know, I, I talk to Canadian investors a lot on the phone. And when I mention the Section 8 program, I hear a little bit of hesitation, particularly for people who have ODSP or um, some type of Canadian social assistance in their rental properties. Okay. So look, Section 8 does differ in that it's just the rent. Okay. So, you know, for them to be able to survive in society, they have to be working and bringing income in. So it's not a ticket for the entire um, uh, existence of this individual. Mm -hmm. Right. So we typically, and, and furthermore, you know, 
you know, within Section 8, as in within cash tenants, there's good and bad tenants, right? If we didn't do our due diligence and screen and vet these tenants, of course, there'd be issues. Likewise, if it was a cash tenant, but it's so the fact that we're doing this, there are good Section 8 tenants, right? Um, look, within this program, that rent money comes just directly from the government to property management, right? There's no risk of, of the tenant being able to redirect or, or take the money. So it is very secure, uh, you know, within its means to secure the, to ensure, should I say, that our investors get paid out, right? So look, I'm not an expert on all types of social assistance in the United States, but what I can tell you is the Section 8 program has been an absolute blessing for us. You know, during the most difficult times of the uncertain times uh, of COVID in the last you know, three years, We've grown exponentially as a company. We've hired a whole new division of property management. And most importantly, I got to say this again, all of our investors have got their money every month, right? So um, it really takes away like the risk and liability of this style of investing in a market like Detroit. And it's just let you just look at it as actual just an investment. These are the returns. This is the expenses. And this is the cash on cash return. Um, because you're going to be getting your money back every month. Mm-hmm. And just to add to that, Sarah, you know, there what's what's really great about it, and I've just experienced this firsthand, is that the rent the rent increases that you're able to apply for, you know, every two years or three years are are very substantial. And ninety-nine percent of the time they're approved. So, you know, like, like just to on, on one of our properties recently, like this is just two days ago, we had gone, we had gotten a 45% rent increase, you know, from, from two years ago. And so we're doing this right across the board because that's how much the rents have increased in the marketplace. It's crazy over, over a three-year period, put yeah. a tenant in three years ago. And now, now it's like almost $500 more in rent on the, on a thousand dollar base rent. And, you know, and so have the ability, you have the ability to do this without having to deterrence, without this, displacing the tenant, without playing a placing placement fee, without, you know, without doing any sort of work on the place that's cosmetic, right? Like you're still the health and safety stuff needs to be taken care of every year, but, but that's good. That's good for you. It protects you, protects the tenant. So, mm-hmm. you know, but these increases now have been substantial. So we're just applying for increases for literally hundreds of properties for our investors, and they're going to get an uptick in rent without without putting out any cash. So, so they've been thrilled. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to one of my go-to realtors, Jamil Rahimtula, who brings with him 15 plus years of experience as a real estate investor, as well as has a background in renovations and property management. He's found my last handful of deals for myself and also for my students and uh, is great at negotiations as well. But it is important that when you are picking a realtor that they are investors themselves, understand the investment game and have worked with many investors um, because they're going to be able to bring a team. They're going to be able to bring a team of solid trades and everything else that you need so that you can get into investing and continue your investing game a lot smoother. So in order to reach out to Jamil, you can call or text him. His number is 416-275-7819. Again, it's 416-275-7819 or his website, jamilrahimtula.com. Now back to the show. So sorry, I just got to wrap my head around this. So you can essentially go to section eight and ask for increases directly to the government without having to go through the tenant. That's right. Yeah. So right. they do they, they on an annual basis. Sorry to, sorry to drop too much, but it's on an annual basis. Our property management or even in between that time period, they do what they call as a market rent analysis. So as long as you can provide uh, some comps, rental comps, you know, within, I believe it's 
a half mile to a mile, don't hold me on this, the, the subject property, I'll yeah. increase the rent, right? Half mile, right? So, I mean, I've seen in my time with the company, you know, rents go, you know, from like 850 was once great, you know, 900 up to, you know, where we are today, uh, 1400, in some cases, 15, 1550. So, um, it's been amazing as the pricing, you know, has gotten a little bit more expensive, still extremely affordable compared to Canadian standards. So have the rents increased to just maintain the return on investment. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like to show both sides of the coin, right? Like this book's great and you guys do a great job and many investors uh, do really well, but like there's always risk to everything, right? So what are some of the risks yeah. that like somebody that's going to, you know, want to partner with you and say, okay, go find me a house. Yeah. I want to invest in like, what are some of the potential risks that they should be aware of before they go ahead? Yeah, so I think that, you know, you're dealing with 100-year-old year, year old homes, right? And so yeah. sometimes, you know, what, what may happen, of course, we perform the renovations, but we're not necessarily replacing all plumbing or all electric. And we're not, you know, replacing every single component in the home. We're yeah. replacing the ones that have been identified by our property inspectors or people at that time, right? So... You know, it, it may occur that in a year or two of ownership, there's an unexpected repair that you have to do that wasn't identified early on. That happens sometimes with older properties. You know, that's been, I would say, like maybe the number one kind of, you know, it's, it's not a peril because, again, these, these expenses are not massive. You know, the most expensive ones we've seen maybe was like a few thousand dollars to replace a sewage line or, you know, or, or, or something to that effect, like things like roofs and, and plumbing and stuff like that we can usually identify early on. But there are sometimes unexpected things that do do occur over time, you know. And, um, you know, we've, we've taken care of the, the cash portion by replacing them with Section 8. You know, we have had situations where, and this is, I would say, less than 5% of the time that a tenant can lose their Section 8 voucher. So, you know, so for instance, you know, they forgot to apply or, you know, or, or the financial situation has changed and they didn't report it correctly and they mm -hmm. may, may cause them to lose their voucher. But, you know, in that case, they are responsible for paying you rent or, you know, then you have to go through the eviction process, which, you know, fortunately is lower and shorter than, much shorter than the one in Ontario. Uh, you know, it's, it's now, now they're back down to that sort of two to three month period. So yeah. you meet you without rent for that period of time and then put another tenant in. But like I said, that happens less than 5% of the time. So it, chances of you happening to you are pretty slim, but those would be the two like major issues that we have found, you know, so over the years. So like, obviously we're going to, you know, go into some level of recession and, and, you know, maybe not as bad as 08 and 09. Um, and that could be a risk for every market, right? Not just Detroit, but like every single market that the yeah. uh, prices fall. Um, you know, based on your experience, like what do you recommend? Like this should be a minimum hold of like how many years, uh, you know, would you recommend an investor buy into and, and hold for? You know, I, I would say that, you know, three to five years would be, would be a time that I would consider, like I would look at and, and then consider what my options are at that moment. You know, we're always evaluating our own portfolios. Like, you know, we've really spent a lot of time building our own, building them in the same area. So we know what's going, what's going on with the prices. We're able to help you and advise you. You know, our, our strategy has always been to refi every two and a half to three years. You know, that's been, that's been our, our goal. Pull out as much, as much equity as possible 
and then use that equity to purchase more. You know, and and and, and what's what's really a huge benefit in the U.S. that's very different from from Canada is that you can actually refinance and pull that equity out over and over again. And you know, and if, you know, without much fuss, and it's a six week period, and and you're able to pull out money from each property. And if you want to refi 20 houses or 30 houses or 100 houses at once, you can do that, right? You just get them appraised and, and, and pull that equity out. So, you know, I mean, I've done, I mean, I'm sure you've done these calculations as well, but if you're doing a, a hold on a property, when it, when it comes down to selling it, in, after you pay your taxes, after you pay your exit fees, your sales fees, et cetera, et cetera, keeping it and refinancing it basically gets you the same amount of money in your pocket. Right. Like the numbers are almost identical. Right. So if you were if you were to refinance it or sell it. So our policy would be, well, why would I want to set, you know, divest myself of the property and no longer have the asset and still end up with the same amount of money in our pocket? Why not just continue the refinancing process? Because you can do it infinitely in the U.S. having asset based lending. And so um, that's been that's been a game changer for us and, and how we build it, how quickly you can build a portfolio and, and continue to grow, um, which is very different from Canada. You know, you can, you really can't do that in Canada. You know, they just, mm-hmm. it's a fractional what they give you on the refis compared to the U.S. So what do you get in the U.S. in terms of loan to value? Well, on refis, we're getting uh, between 65 to 70%. Okay. Um, the appraisal value. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, uh, and that's been, you know, we, we've gotten some new lenders now that are offering a little bit more, you know, uh, but, but that, that's usually the range, you know, 65 to 70%. Okay. So somebody could either buy it, finance it off the bat and you have that team or they could buy it cash and then refinance it down the road if they want to. So maybe just walk us through, you know, if somebody's listening to this right now and they say, okay, I want to do a deal in. Detroit, like what are the steps? What kind of deals are you suggesting that people look for? Let's walk, look, walk on that. Well, I mean, that's a great, great question. You know, it's something that I deal with uh, regularly. We get people contacting us, you know, usually it's, it starts with a, you know, introductory phone call. Uh, and then from there, you know, we have, we have listings, you know, like predominantly we're focused in single family homes uh, in, in a core group of neighborhoods that, that, that surround the city of Detroit. There's around 10 neighborhoods that we know uh, exceptionally well, right? Um, uh, recently, we started to get into more uh, some additional two-unit duplexes as well. We're finding they have a little bit higher yield uh, on on cash flow. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you could either come in nowadays uh, by cash and, and then refinance six months later after a, a small seasoning period. The lenders want you to have the home stabilized. Uh, we've had a lot of success with that. Uh, a huge percentage of our investor base has has come in that way, either with funds uh, from savings, from uh, a refi here or HELOC. They find it even cheaper to borrow money in Canada uh, and then bring it down and buy that first asset. You know, from there, like I said, after six months, we can refinance. You can pull 70% back of the appraisal value, which often is a little bit higher than what they're paying on, on the initial acquisition. So they're getting some help there in pulling more funds to to scale. Okay. Um, in the last couple of years, it's become a little easier for Canadians to get uh, purchase financing from the gates. Another option would be to to look at uh, our properties and come in with a 30% down payment. We have the connections to a few different lending options, one US-based, one international lender. Um, the end result would be, of course, that you would own the home outright uh, with a mortgage, right? It's a little bit different. Um, 
Uh, there would be some terms in, involved in that mortgage where they want to see you hold it for a few years. Um, but during that time, you would uh, incur some appreciation on it. And then you could you know, refinance, certainly when the rates come down and, and pull some equity and scale that way. I, I would say that the bulk of our investors have come in the first way, which was uh, you know, with cash. It makes a little bit more sense in today's market if you can afford it. Uh, and then we can reevaluate uh, when the interest rates are or are going to correct as to really judge when that refinancing uh, would make the most sense for our, our clients, right? That's the sort of the, the, the process, you know, and then from there, I sort of help with everything in between, right? So what is that going to look like? How are we going to get you set up? Uh, we get you in touch with our lawyers. We have a structure in place to get you some cross-border uh, um, taxation benefit. Uh, and, you know, we, I, I just sort of take you step by step through that process until they're all set up, you know, corporately, uh, they own the home, they got bank accounts. Um, obviously they're working with the lenders and, and, uh, they're ready for, to be passed on to property management, uh, at which point they just stabilize the home. And, uh, really we just sort of let the home go stable for a while. Uh, and then we, we look to refinance or, or, or scale it to another property. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. So essentially you've got the team. So the account, your accountant that yeah. understands the U.S. Canadian, you know, tax implications, yeah. um, right. your lawyer as well, your, your, you have a property management side of things. You've got your contractor. So essentially you come with an entire team uh, of people. So you handhold them throughout the process from start to finish. Yeah. It's a one-stop shop. Right. I mean, really, that is one of our catchphrases, but everything you would need, you know, from start to finish, uh, sort of go from an introduction to us or, or thinking about it to being like, uh, like we've said, set up correctly and being a, a fully functional uh, landlord in the U.S., uh, we help you with. Right? I think there's just a tremendous amount of value in that uh, for somebody who's looking to to dip their toe into the U.S. market. You know, we uh, alleviate a lot of the concern and stress uh, on how uh, you could do it correctly. And I think, you know, it's a great piece of advice, you know, whether it's with us or, or another, um, you know, market, if you can latch onto a really experienced and reputable turkey operator, uh, you're going to really get so much benefit. And then from there, as things develop, uh, you have to be properly set up and know what you're doing, right? So there's just a huge value, I think, I know, in the product that we have and offer to our investors. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, are you looking for a reliable contractor for your next Burr multifamily conversion or flip project? Somebody who understands how to work with investors and also real estate investing itself. I've personally partnered with Lee Polak from Wise Construction. We're actively doing many projects together in Hamilton and Welland. So things like smaller three and four unit conversions and also some larger buildings where we're converting some large empty commercial spaces into residential units. And it's always been important to meet a partner and hire a contractor who does not only high quality work, but is on time and on budget. And it's also a huge bonus that they have their own in-house trades, employees and a warehouse full of building materials so that they can avoid the many labor and material shortages that we hear about often these days. A good project done on time, on budget and with high quality work will be key to the success of your Burr multifamily conversion or flip projects. So to connect with Lee from Wise Construction, text or phone him at 416-525-5951. Again, that is 416-525-5951. And now back to the show. Awesome. What about, uh, maybe Wojtek, you can answer this question, but in terms of volume, like how much volume have you done in, in 2022 so far year to date? 
Um, you know, we've, uh, it's been actually quite busy, you know, like we've, um, I don't know, I, I, I can't remember how many holes we've done, but it must be somewhere between 50 to a hundred that we've, that we've renovated and delivered. Um, you know, we always try and do somewhere between a hundred to 200 holes per year. And, uh, you know, it's been, been a little bit slower than, than normal, but it's still been, you know, it's been t- tons of interest and, and we just like I said, we're just exploring all these new categories right now. So we've got a whole slew of new orders that we're trying to deliver before the end of the year. So, uh, so it's exciting and, you know, and mostly like what I'm, what I'm really happy about is that the really good quality contractors have come back to work and is actually now a little bit more workers than projects out there. Like there's, there's just, you know, we're not dealing with. Uh, you know, the sort of like sea level, like, like people that were available during COVID only, like it's been, it's, it was tough. Like the, the trades were there, but a lot of the hands were, you know, just a, a, you know, just, just not available. They were just sitting at home and collecting CERB or, you know, or whatever financial assistance they could get from the government. And, yeah. you know, a lot of them didn't come back to the industry, unfortunately. So, um, so what we've been able to do, what, what this year was really great for is finding really good quality contractors. That maybe have lost some of their crews, but they're now back working with a small crew or just with one or two other people, but they're on site themselves and they've gone back to work and they're really, they're doing, they're putting out amazing product, you know, we're, we're so, so thrilled with the quality, um, you know, and, and I think that it's, that's going to be so, so good for our company going forward, you know, to be able to deliver uh, better quality renovation. So, and and for our clients. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, we're starting to see it too now that, like you said, like serve is not a handout uh, anymore and people have to get back into things. And I think that the economy uh, and the market is making it so people realize that if they don't hang on to a job and find a job and, you know, at some point they're going to, they're going to be out of a job. Uh, and and there's yeah. gonna be more people coming back to the market, which is a good thing. Now, are you seeing that the labor cost is starting to go down on, on your end because of that? Because there's more people now that are willing to work. You know, I still think it's about the same. I still think about the same. That hasn't changed too much. Like the certain rates have been, mm-hmm. it remained like we've had, um, our, our costing hasn't changed too much, except for we've had some materials have, have kind of gone through a phase where they were really expensive. Then they went down again. And some of them are a little bit more expensive again. So there's some issues with supply still. And, you know, it's not perfect. It's not the way it was before. Um, but you're able to get more stuff. It's more available, a little bit faster deliveries on, on items. So, so that's good. Like we've seen, you know, things like windows and like they used to be backordered for two months. Now it's two weeks. So, so I, I prefer it. Like I'd rather deliver the property faster and get it cash flowing faster than, you know, than pay a little bit less and wait longer, you mm-hmm. know, it's, because it's just, it's just ends up being losses on the, on the rent side and the right. rentals, you know, just, uh, you know, there's no, there's no, no real savings there. So, uh, but things are running way more efficiently. I think I, I really like it. I think there's, good people are really coming back to work and, uh, you know, and, and we'll be able to offer some really good deals, you know, uh, like I think next year, like we, we saw during COVID, we had situations where we were buying three, four houses at a time and, and we would be offered the old house for free. If you buy these three, like literally, you know, <laughs> you had something like three for four, two for one deals where it was like, wow, I had to get one free. It was crazy what was happening. And I think, so certainly that's going to happen. And like, I believe that the smart, smart investor looks to buy now, you know, and looks to buy in the dip and, 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 and what's going to happen in the next year. And so 
Um, you know, we'd love to, you know, speak to more investors and kind of introduce them to the market. And, and even if some of them are looking just to buy in January, February, March, you can, you can really capture some, some really, really nice assets for like, you know, for at good prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great insight there. Uh, awesome. So the next part of the podcast is lightning round. So I'm going to ask you guys uh, five questions. You can give me the first answer that comes to mind. You ready? Ready. Ready. All right. You've done this before a few times, right? This lightning round? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll, cha- maybe I'll change up the questions. I'll just come up with them in my head. How about that? Yes. Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Today's lightning round has been brought to you by midtermrentalproperties.ca. It is a new way to rent, make more cash flow, take back control over our investments and our portfolios using a different creative strategy and pivoting. So if you want to find out more, go to midtermrentalproperties.ca. All right. So, so question number one, what are you seeing people are fearful of today in this market the most? Not having it just yeah. the uncertainty, I would say, like with what's going on with with interest rates and uh, you know, is there going to or is there going to be appreciation on the homes? You know, I, I see, I see that. Yeah, I think they're worried about when it's going to stop, like whether it's going to be like yeah. whether you know, like I think the uncertainty of not knowing whether there's going to be another three or five, four or five of those, or whether like if you knew there was a finite number and this is going to be X and then it's going to go the other way. People that doesn't concern the market of people, but the uncertainty concerns people. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Number two, personally, as an investor, what and when is the last deal that you purchased? Uh, well, I'm gonna give this one to Voitech. It's you know, like last week, right? Friday. Uh, sorry, last yeah. Friday. Yeah, three days ago. What was it? Uh, it was a really incredible, massive, 4,000 square foot colonial home uh, in uh, in Detroit. And like this beautiful, like like it would be like a $5 million home in Toronto. And we got it for 150 grand. It was spectacular. What's what's yeah. your plan? What's your plan with it? Um, we're going to do a high-end reno on it. And, and we're going to rent it out for top, top dollar. You know, we're just, we're really doing like it's got these incredible hardwood floors and it's just it was built in 1925 and it's spectacular we'll, we'll share some photos with you and uh and, and your audience okay all right very cool uh james anything you want to add to that you know you know i mean i'm one of the investing to void tech i i uh i i you know i i have a, a couple single family homes but uh, really it, you know I, I spend my time focusing on on, on the uh on the quiet base and um, the front end of the company, you know, Wojtek is the is the man behind the scenes. He does all the acquisitions and a lot of the deal making. So, um, you know, we're continuing to buy though uh, regularly, um, and uh, that's the name of the game. So that's you know, Wojtek's credit over the course of the last uh, you know five years, we've really sourced in good contacts, right? And we get the good properties in the right neighborhoods. Um, and uh, it's just uh, it's really good to see the development in that. And just to add further to to avoid to, to simple construction. The, the construction really is better than ever. And it really is testament to the hard work uh, that's gone on in, in that department. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, number three. I'm just literally making these up as I go. <laughs> based, based, on, based on what I want to ask you guys, like the second prior. So here's the next one. There's uh, lots of different real estate investing strategies, right? Um, in a market like we're going to experience in the next, I think, 12 to 18 months. 
what are some that you would suggest? Again, these are just your opinions, guys. So like if you're listening to this, this is just Wojtek and James's opinion themselves. Uh, what are some strategies you would avoid or some types of real estate strategies, like whether it's rent to own or flipping or pre-construction, like which ones would you avoid in the next 12 to 18 months? Um, well, pre-construction and, and, you know, really, I mean, condos as assets, I'm not a big fan of, but I, I think they're still really holding their values. You know, well, I think you want to look for pockets that are going to get hit that, that are normally good and hot and but are most affected in those types, right? I mean, mm -hmm. specifically looking at certain areas. I mean, you know, if you were buying something in Toronto, I would maybe focus on the suburbs and north of Toronto because those always get affected, you know, 20, 30, sometimes, you know, 35% in values. That's what you'd want to buy in single families. Uh, I'm a big fan of single families. Obviously, I think that, you know, you can make the most money in that market and, and they, they do fluctuate during a recession, but then they always bounce back really nicely so if you can pick up some really good assets and even hold them on you know in, in bridge financing whatever you need to do just to get them and mm -hmm. then finance them at a, at a nice level okay. uh, and hold you know uh is is is, is what i would focus on. so so condos pre-construction condos potentially to avoid essentially yeah i, I, I agree I with that as well yeah. okay yeah All i right. agree with, with watching out for that and maybe holding on to some some buy and hold um, you know, like where we're operating, I don't think it's going to fluctuate overly. I think there's been a real hedge. If you look, you know, historically in the neighborhoods where we operate, those 10 or 12 neighborhoods that have held their value. So I think the single families is the way to go by and hold and we'll see as a team, uh, what's going to happen and, and when the right time will be to, to pull equity out of these houses. But, mm -hmm. you know, when you're starting at homes that are only, you know, worth 50% of construction costs, right? We're putting these, these, uh, these good quality renovations into them. There's only so far they're going to go either way. Right. Yeah. So, um, we're not dealing with, with an asset here. I think it's going to go up and down too much. Okay. All right. Cool. Number four. Um, how do you guys relieve stress and stay motivated? Like what's like one or two things that you do? Could be working out, could be reading. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to give you the answers. It'll be up to what you guys are doing, but just curious. Yeah, well, I say active. I mean, I think the, as Voitech does, we play a lot of tennis together. Uh, I like to run. Uh, I like to get outside. I, I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. That's that's it's the way I I, I release and I, you know, I feel good about myself. Um, I, I look forward to getting some more traveling soon, and uh, you know, looking forward to some skiing. We're going to take a Christmas time as well. So uh, that's really you know. The secret to my success anyway boy yeah same you know tennis skiing lots of sports you know i think it's yeah them outside i think it's key you know it's uh, mm -hmm. uh trying to stay stay away from screens and phones okay <laughs> so you can awesome awesome all right final last question if you had one piece of advice for let's call it q4 of 2022 onwards for somebody listening right now that hasn't started investing yet. What what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them to reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reach out to us for sure. And buy as much real estate as you can. You know, that's always my advice to anybody. Like, the sooner you start, the more money you're going to make. You know, and I, I find that you know if you can buy in a dip, it's great. If you if you buy high and buy early, you're 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 still going to make a fortune, right? It's it's a uh, you know. I, I think it's a really relatively easy business and, you know, and, and don't overextend yourself, but try and try and buy as much as you can and, and be smart about it and hold it long term. 
because, you know, I, 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 someone, a very big developer in Toronto that's done a lot of major projects, a good friend of mine, and he always, his, his bit of advice was to me was at a party once at late, he said, you know, he goes, well, all the deals and all the money I've ever made in real estate, he goes, it's the project that I should have kept that would have made me the most money, you know? And that's like, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's crazy. I mean, having seen, having done what we've done over the years and, you know, some people just flip and flip and sell, sell, sell and this and that, but the ones that you keep make you, will make you the most long-term. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. James, anything you want to add to that? You know, just, you know, when you take into consideration, like the amount of maturity and effort and uh, the size of the team that we have in place, you know, in U.S. properties, it really decides a huge amount of security to this type of investing, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not just me and Voitech here. It's a whole team of property managers, uh, you know, handyman and constructions and, you know, lawyers. We're all here, right? When you add that, you know, the curation and the knowledge of the neighborhood and the lay of the land, and of course that, you know, guaranteed U.S. rental program, uh, I think, you know, it, it adds a lot of value and a lot of security to people. So I would just encourage you to reach out and let you start the conversation. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for playing the lightning round. So now where should they reach out and find out more? Well, of course, you can reach out to us through our, through our website, usproperties.ca, or to me directly at James Lloyd at usproperties.ca. Um, you know, we get back to everybody. So if you reach out to us, you know, you hear back and um, you know, we're really thrilled. So I look forward to hearing from your listeners again. Amazing. Awesome. Voitech James, thank you guys so much for being uh, a return guest and uh, sharing your insights on the Detroit markets and uh, Section 8 and lots of great stuff from this episode. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Thanks sir. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.